Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This podcast was created with the purpose of being real. Diving deep into the behind the scenes of what it's like to be successful while struggling with some of life's biggest challenges. In this podcast, there is no holding back. The tough questions are asked, hard things are said, and week after week, our hosts bring you tangible tips and tricks to live your best life. We're here to show you that you don't have to settle for good enough, that you can shoot for the stars and accomplish your wildest dreams. The road to get there may look a little different, but we're here to prove to you that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. This is a super fun episode. We got three of us here today. Shalinda, want to let us know? Yes, we have a special guest. Her name is Frankie Smith. She is the owner of Cosmetica in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So local to us, uh, she offers several different services as at Cosmetica to help you look and feel your best. Things like scalp micropigmentation for female and male hair loss, microblading, brow micropigmentation, uh, collagen induction therapy. Those are just some of the things that Frankie specializes at Cosmetica. Uh, she's a fellow Crohn's warrior to you, Natalie. So we're excited to talk to her about that. And she also has an involvement with something called Angels Inc. Foundation that we're going to learn a little bit more about later in the podcast. So welcome, Frankie. Hey, so nice for you guys to have me on. I'm so excited to be here today to share my story. And hopefully, you know, some of the listeners out there can kind of relate. And I know Natalie also has Crohn's. So it's kind of cool that, you know, I don't know a whole lot of people that have Crohn's disease, although it does affect more people than we realize. It really so, does. Yeah. So I'm always super open about it when I have clients. Like, I feel like maybe I overshare, but I feel like it's important to kind of educate people on it because, and you know, it's funny, mostly everyone I tell them like, oh, you know, I, I struggle with Crohn's disease and they're like, oh, what's that? And no one really knows what it is. And I remember the first time I heard about Crohn's disease, I was like, oh, what is that when I was younger? And I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound that nice. And yeah. 10 years later, here we are. <laughs> so it's crazy. I feel like that with a lot of chronic illnesses, you know, like people, especially people who have never experienced chronic illness before in their life or both a loved one, they're just like, oh, what's that? Oh, I hope you get better soon. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, It's like an yeah. ongoing issue. So it's like, you can't just get better, but a lot of people don't understand that. Right. So mm -hmm. I think opening up that conversation, like for somebody who doesn't have Crohn's getting to know Natalie, getting to know Frankie has been an eye-opening experience because again, it's just you know this much and the person that's dealing with the chronic illness knows far more. So creating that dialogue is helpful. And that's what we want to do on today's podcast. So Frankie, before we get into your Crohn's experience, tell us a bit about your experience as an entrepreneur and a, a woman in business and how you started Cosmetica and, and how you came to be this badass boss babe. <laughs> I feel like Crohn's is what pushed me into this direction. So I feel like sometimes illness, we can really learn things from it. We can examine our life and realize, okay, is this something that's causing like this, let's say depression or these things are kind of feeding into our illness. Like dis-ease is dis-ease in the body, right? So stress, of course, for Crohn's is a huge trigger. So 
I was working a job that I wasn't happy in. And I, I moved out when I was 18 and I moved across the country. That's where I ended up meeting my husband. I didn't know what I wanted to do, what to take in school. I thought I wanted to be a chef for like four years and I worked in a kitchen and I realized that was totally not for me. I love to cook, but just not for other people in a, in a busy restaurant kitchen. Okay. So I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Okay. I'm going to move from Ottawa to Edmonton, Alberta. And I was actually a um, conductor for CN rail and that's how I met my husband. And so I moved to Edmonton. I basically just kind of, you know, worked just to support myself and my partner. And I just, it was just, you know, making money to survive. And I wasn't fulfilling that need deep inside of my heart and my sole purpose. We eventually moved to Winnipeg about seven years ago. And, you know, it was still just getting a job, just working. I was really not being fulfilled. I was, you know, struggling with my health before this, but I was, I was being misdiagnosed and I wasn't being listened to finally had a doctor in Winnipeg to diagnose me. But at this point I was so sick. I couldn't work. I actually had to go on disability for about two years because I was so, so sick. And it really made me kind of look at my life and re-examine everything. I'm not happy. And it kind of, it pushed me into this direction. It was like, you're going in the wrong direction. You need to, you need to branch off. You need to, it just, so I felt like my illness had pushed me into the direction that I'm in now. It really made me realize that life is too short and you need to do something that makes you happy. If you're going to work every day and you're unhappy, that stress can bring on illness. And that stress did make me a lot more sick. So it was when I, I first took a course, I heard, I heard one of the girls talking about eyebrows and, you know, about 10 years ago, I actually thought about doing permanent makeup, but I was like, I don't know if anyone even does that anymore. Is that still a thing? You know, you think of like, you know, the little older ladies with like blue eyebrows, right? Oh, like yeah. The lip, the lip liner tattoos. People were like, terrified of permanent makeup. Like <laughs> there was such a stigma. I remember like just even having a conversation about brows when it first started to kind of trend. And my mom being like, oh my gosh, you're going to be like your grandmother who has like blue <laughs> eyebrows that are tattooed <laughs> on like a line. And I'm just like, no, it's not like that. So I get exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, mm, do people even do that anymore? I'm like, I don't think so. But if I would have been on the game at that point, 10 years ago, man, things would have been probably <laughs> even more different for me right now. But so I was like, this is really interesting. And, and when I heard about this microblading, and I'm like, you know what, that sounds really cool. Like, I think I would really like to do that. I've always loved doing makeup and hair and, you know, all this, like growing up in, in school. And it's kind of funny. There's one thing that always stuck with me that <laughs> I'll never, ever forget. And it was my teacher in grade eight. And uh, I was standing in my locker putting makeup on as a teenage girl does. And she said, <laughs> she said to me, you really need to focus more on your school than how you look. And I was like, okay, well, I'm a teenage girl. And like, pretty much this is like all that teenage girls kind of care about. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. I just like, I think back onto that. And I'm just like, and where can I am today? And I just, I'll never, ever forget that. I always kind of think back at that as like a little in your face kind of moment. <laughs> I love <laughs> that you shared that because I have the same experience and like being in radio. It's funny. I went back to my high school, like years years later and I was standing at my cousin's graduation and I ran into my English teacher and he was like, Hey, he's like, you know, you moved away. What do you do now? And I'm like, I get paid to do the exact thing you kicked me out of class for. I talk for a living. 
And yeah. he was just like blown away. He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm on the radio. I make a living off of making other people laugh, being a class clown. Yeah. So it, it's a good exactly. feeling to have that. So I can kind of relate. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It just kind of like at the time it kind of put me down, but now I look back at it and it was something that I'll never forget. Yeah. So I, I took this course and I just fell in love with the industry and I needed to know more and more and more. So I've taken tons of courses. There's some, some crazy things happened that led me to meet two of my really great friends in this industry, Melanie and Carrie. And so they're actually part of Angels Inc. And I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but they're great friends of mine in the industry, extremely talented women. I love them absolutely so much. And I've learned a lot from them as well. Carrie has also done hands-on training with me too. So I've learned a lot. Carrie's been in the industry for about, I think, 15 years. Uh, her and Melanie and Tara started Angels Inc. Foundation. Carrie does all the areola tattoos for cancer care for women that have had breast cancer or, or men. And she's absolutely fantastic. So I've learned a lot from her as well. Let's touch on the Angels Inc. in like a little bit. But before we get there, I would love to know how you went from struggling so bad for the two years with your illness and just like you took a course and now you are a boss babe with your own business and like being really successful and uh, maybe not just like how you did it, but how that changed your mindset about illness and about your Crohn's disease, even how you struggle with Crohn's to this day. I mean, you can't cure Crohn's. I'm not sure if you're in remission, but like if you're micro pigmenting someone's eyebrows and you have to run to the bathroom, I'm sure a lot of our listeners understand. I know when I was a hairstylist, there was many times where I'd leave someone in the sink and have to run to the bathroom. And that's like a really hard thing to do. So how do you manage all of the above? (laughs) Kind of starting how I manage everything and just how I kind of got to where I am. I felt like as owning a business, you have your own, it's, it's, it's own stressors, right? It's a whole other ballpark of stress and things to worry about, but it's, you know, it's your baby and you take pride in it. And yeah, the stress is there. It's stressful, but it's different. It's not like going to a job every day where you are hate what you're doing. And for me, it was a sole purpose fulfillment is kind of what this direction took me into felt. It just felt different to me. And it, it felt like I had purpose and it brings me a lot of joy and happiness every day. So I feel like how I, I changed my perspective on life and what made me happy. I feel like that really did help with my, my illness, just kind of getting that, those, those stressors away. You know, when I first started my business, it was, I still had a lot of, you know, running to the washroom, things like that. I know one of my favorite things is like the poopery spray. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so like, I can't live without that stuff. I'm really open with my clients and I, I kind of have little jokes and uh, explain to them about Crohn's disease. And sometimes it's, you know, too much information, but uh, (laughs) my clients are really, really great. And I talk about everything with my clients, like health and just so many things. I'm really easy to talk to. So I can start up a conversation about anything with people usually. So I can literally adhere to that because (laughs) let me just share my experience with Frankie, who is such a great soul. And I'm so happy our paths crossed. Like basically how we came to be is Frankie reached out to me when she had heard about our podcast and how I was a cancer survivor. And she had said like, I would love to do your brows. 
And then I was just kind of like, what really? Like somebody, you know, offering a service like that is like so nice. And then it was because of my connection to cancer. And that's how I got to know Frankie as a person and as a businesswoman and her involvement with Angels Inc., which we'll jump into right away here. But it was such a cool experience going in to get my brows done because for me, I am very big into makeup and everybody knows that I would never leave the house without a full face of makeup on. So to shave off some of the time that takes me to get ready in the morning is a huge relief. Like I don't under, you're doing like the Jesus's work, my friend, like (laughs) (laughs) and honestly sitting at cancer care at the cancer care clinic, speaking to women, like I was lucky enough to not lose any hair during my time going through treatment, but there were people that I was close to that did as a woman in particular, losing hair and your brows and stuff can really have an effect on you that not a lot of people can relate to. Everybody thinks it's so superficial to want to get your brows done or your makeup done or anything like that. But when you're going through cancer treatments and, or you're recovering from cancer, you're in remission and you're still trying to regrow your hair or things like that make you feel like a person. So I did lose half of my brows from the autoimmune suppressing drugs. Um, I was on Humira for a long period of time and I I lost like tons of hair. I was like having bald spots and I lost half my brows and microblading literally changed my life. Like it changed my confidence. I don't like wearing a lot of makeup. I mean, lately I have been, but at at a point I didn't wear a lot of makeup, but I would spend a lot of time trying to draw my brows in and still feeling really uncomfortable because you could tell and I hated them. And maybe we can talk about Angels Inc. now because it's not just brows, right? Or hair, like you were mentioning areolas and like when women lose their breasts from breast cancer, like it's such such a cool foundation and purpose that you're doing. And it's not just like, not that women who haven't lost hair, you know, shouldn't be doing this for their own confidence. And that's another thing we could probably talk about, but it's like that purpose that you were talking about. So let us know a little bit more about Angels Inc. and um, the ladies that you found or that founded it and how you're involved and what you guys do. Yeah. So, and I just want to talk about like what you were saying, you know, even women that don't lose their eyebrows or hair due to treatments or medical reasons. A lot of women, they're like, oh, is this really vain? And they're kind of like almost embarrassed. I feel like when they come to see me and I'm like, you know what, do what makes you happy. And who cares what anyone says? If you know, your mother-in-law or your mother (laughs) makes a comment about you getting your eyebrows done, like probably wouldn't even notice (laughs) none of her business. Yeah. You know, or any of your friends, because people just have that unsolicited opinions that they like to give people. And Uh you do whatever you want to do. If that makes you happy, it's really heartbreaking because I have a lot of women that come in and they, you know, always have something to say, like, oh, you know, am I really vain doing this? Or, oh, I feel so, I'm so ugly. And I'm like, Hey, you have, you own like a huge business. You're super successful. You are a beautiful woman. And it just breaks my heart to see how that moment with them, right? We're alone, it's private, and you really get to know people. I spend like, you know, two hours with with people. So I kind of get to know them a little bit. And they're very, you know, people are very open with me. So kind of see how some people, you know, just how they feel about themselves. And so heartbreaking. Pre-COVID, I'm usually hugging everybody. (laughs) 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 Like just at the end of it, everyone's like, thank you so much. And we just hug because we just like make this awesome connection. It is a bonding moment for sure, because you create a safe space for people to share their story. Like 
I was there with my mom. I had brought my mom to get her brows done because she was in town visiting at the same time that I was getting mine done. And just like that conversation that you allow in that room is such a safe place for somebody to share things like the things they've gone through in life, whether it's like their chronic illness bumps Mm -hmm. that they've gone through. So I, I really appreciate you sharing your side of things and giving us perspective on what it's like to have these women come into your space. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of how everyone has a story. Everyone has someone that has illness. And I think that's kind of how I talk about Crohn's with people is because we can just always kind of relate. Everyone has something going on in their life and whether it's an illness or, or other things, I think that's just kind of like a moment where I can bond with my clients and we just talk about life and we talk about, you know, sometimes our struggles, the good things that happen. So that's what I really love about my job. I can really connect to people on another level. I love that about what I do. And talking about Angels Inc. So Angels Inc. is a nonprofit organization and we do all of our money through fundraising, charities, things like that. So we usually do fundraising. Usually in November, October, we have a social, but because of COVID, we haven't been able to do um, our big social every year. Uh, Those of you that don't know, we live in Manitoba, which is a province in Canada. And we do this thing called the social or at least pre COVID (laughs) where we rent mostly for weddings, but it's done for a lot of different things. The couple getting married will rent a hall and get a bunch of prizes to do raffles and drinks are cheap. So it's like instead of going to the bar, people go to socials and now it's done for fundraisers and a bunch of different things. It's a really good way to raise money, but it's a mostly local type of thing that we do. I love socials. I never... I never knew what a social was until I moved to Manitoba. Me neither. Me neither. I was, I was like, just what? like, people do this? What? This is brilliant. <laughs> I know. And like in Ontario, like you can't make money off of, you know, you have um, stag and dough, they call it at a legion or something. But here, like you can actually make a ton of money off of stuff. Like it's pretty cool. So yeah, I paid for most really, of really great. <laughs> yeah. Like it's amazing. And it, there's so much fun. So every year, Angels Inc., we have a social and it's usually, I think, at Nashville's I think off of Regent and so it's in an actual bar and then there's a radio station and DJ that comes in and then we also have a live band they are called the specialists and one of the the I think the drummer is actually a surgeon I think he's the drummer or a guitar player I'm not sure but he's actually a surgeon They're an amazing, amazing cover band. So that's something we do every year. We have really great prizes. We end up raising about, I think, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, and that's kind of where the money that feeds our foundation for the whole entire year. So we try to do some like small things. Uh, The tattoo convention in February. We have cookies that we sell there, and we do mini tattoos and uh, tattoos for you know to raise money, and we take donations as well. Um, We have really great. I know one year we had scientific sweets, and she made boob cookies. (laughs) <laughs> they were so good. Um, so those are usually a big seller too. So we try to do things like that. And we're always looking for volunteers. So if anyone wants to help out with our foundation, basically what we do is there's the three artists, there's Melanie, Carrie, and myself, and we do paramedical tattoos for men and women that have had cancer, alopecia, any type of maybe like an accident and you have scars, something where you would need um, medical tattooing. So I do scalp micropigmentation. I do brows. I do lips as well. So if someone had like cleft palate, they had their lips done, we could correct their lips with a lip tattoo. 
And we also do um, scar tattooing as well. So we can do for people that have had like self-harm scars, we can actually tattoo them with a skin colored ink to camouflage them in. Yeah. So we can do that with burns. Yeah. We can do it with many things. So any type of scar. Yeah. Except for, you know, like keloid scars, you know, you can't really, you can't touch those, but if you've had burns, surgical scars, that's something that we can also cover too. So was your involvement with Angels Inc. inspired by the fact that you would encounter a lot of these people in your work with Cosmetica? Yeah. And so how I actually found out about Angels Inc. was I was I had been following Carrie and Melanie on Instagram for a while. And it's really funny. So I went to see a psychic. I went to see Lisa Scrivens. I don't know if you guys know who Lisa Scrivens is. She's an amazing medium. And uh, she said, you're going to, she's like, you're going to meet someone with a bird tattoo. And she's like, I don't know if it's an eagle or like what it is, but you're going to meet someone with a bird tattoo. And I was like, okay, well, like that's so generic, right? Like, she's like, no, you're going to know when you see it and it's going to have to do with your business. So I had been holding on to this hummingbird tattoo picture on my phone for like four years. And I finally got the courage to go and get it. And as I was leaving the tattoo consult, I went on Instagram in my car and I saw that because I followed Carrie and Mel, but we hadn't really like officially met or talked yet. Carrie had tattooed this exact same hummingbird on Melanie's arm. What? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, how did I'm like, did they like see my picture or something? I was like, oh my God, can I get this tattoo now? I don't even think <laughs> I can get this tattoo anymore. Like anyway, I was, it was my first tattoo. So I was all like, what am I going to do? Oh my God. It was crazy. And it didn't click at that moment. And so I had, I had messaged Melanie and I'm like, where did you get this tattoo? Like idea from, I'm like, I literally just went from my console. She's like, I've had this picture for years. And I finally got my, got it tattooed. I'm like, shit, like me too. Oh my God. So she's like, we have to meet. This is meant to be. She's like, we have to meet. So we got, we went out for breakfast together and it was like, we just clicked. She's like my, like a soul sister. She, we have so much in common. And so I, I I told my husband, I'm like, yeah, I'm going on a blind date. (laughs) And I went and met (laughs) Melanie. And we just hit it off. But I was like, when we started talking, I was like, oh my God. And she actually used to, um, uh, sorry, she used to do Lisa's eyelashes. So Lisa actually knew Melanie. So it was just like kind of crazy. But yeah, Lisa said to me, yeah, you're going to, she's like, do you have a tattoo? She's like, okay, well, you're going to get a tattoo. And this was about, I think a year before maybe that this whole thing happened with Melanie. It must've been about a year. So it was just, it was crazy. I was like, that's the bird tattoo that it was crazy. That's a perfect example though, of like (laughs) having a connection. Like Natalie and I talk about that, like just meeting through such a, an odd way, putting yourself out there, doing something new. And then you meet a friend and it's like, it clicks. And it's amazing the magic that you can make in those partnerships. Oh, totally. It was just too crazy. And when I told her about Lisa, she was like, okay, this is totally meant to be. So that's okay. So that's how I came into Angel Sink. That's the story. That's a pretty cool story. (laughs) That's how I, I met Carrie and Mel. And I love Carrie. We're all just the same. You know, we all have our own separate individual businesses. 
and we just support the hell out of one another. So if I don't do something, Carrie does it. I send them to, to Carrie or, you know, Melanie does like beautiful script work, beautiful tattoos as well. I send people to Melanie. We just all kind of support each other, even though we all do brows and we all do like similar stuff. We're just this like tight knit group of friends now. And I'm so grateful for that because they've changed my life in more ways than just the business side of things. So it's so important, like women supporting women in business and how much that can make a difference, right? Like I think of hopefully it's a thing of the past, but I do still see it around, you know, where women will tear each other down, maybe more so in corporate world because they're trying to climb that ladder or whatever it is. But if you partner with the people who you're in quote unquote competition with, you guys can soar together versus, you know, just just staying on the ground or whatever. So it's so yeah. beautiful that you guys do that together. I love it. And then also helping the thousands or however many people with everything that you do. Like that's a huge, huge benefit. So if anyone's interested in partnering with Angels Inc. or even applying for any of their services, anything like that, all of the links will be linked down below. So you guys can take a look there. And obviously for donations and all of that kind of stuff also, it'll be all in the show notes. We're still kind of working on the website. We really need people to help us with website stuff. We're always, so if you have like, you know, a specialty in planning projects, like party planning or something like that, and we're advertising on like Instagram or social media stuff, we're always looking for people to help us because we, you know, some of us, we're not that tech savvy, or we just don't specialize. And, you know, we're all kind of working on our own little individual things for, for Angels Inc. And it just, you know, for us to try to take, it's a little overwhelming. We're trying to get nonprofit, um, uh, charitable status right now. And it takes a really, a really long time to get that. Yeah. There's a lot of paperwork involved for sure. I've been through it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or even if, you know, there's anyone out there, you know, we're going to be working on doing silent auctions, just any, if you have any really great ideas for fundraising, please, or if you want to donate, you know, something to our silent auction that we're going to have, please feel free to reach out to us. You can also reach out to my business page too. Um, it's uh, Studio Cosmetica on Instagram and just Cosmetica on Facebook. Also my website. So any way that you want to reach out, if you can help us, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. It really does take, <laughs> it, it takes a lot of people to kind of run uh, an organization like this. And as artists, we, the three of us, we actually can't really do voting or anything like that. Um, but we, we can, we definitely do our own things and help out in our own ways, but, um, we need, you know, people to, to, um, be on the board. If anyone wants to be a board member and help support us, I know it's, you know, your own time, but we'd greatly appreciate it. So any help at all, please feel free to uh, contact me. Thank you. (laughs) You were inspired by Frankie's story, just like we were. That's exactly why we got her on the podcast. Finally. Please reach out, like she said, to uh, the organization and we will put all of the info, like Natalie had said, in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us today, Frankie. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And remember, it's not only possible to be sick and successful, it's possible for you.